If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, which happens to be my favorite, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. Each can of Recess is a lightly sparkling mocktail made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. They taste just like your favorite cocktails, without the alcohol. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. We are on week three of the show. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) This week, we found out how Amelia and Bennett know each other, see the last two weddings, including theirs, and the couple spend their first night together. Exciting. We're getting into the nitty gritty. Kinda. I actually felt like this episode was dragged out a little bit. I'm like, I can't believe we're three episodes in. They haven't woken up the morning after the wedding. I feel like they added a bunch of stuff in the wedding that I hadn't seen in previous years. What did you think? I think, no, I actually enjoyed the episode. See, generally for this season, I actually think it's a good job. I don't, I can't pinpoint exactly what they're doing different, but I'm here for it. I didn't feel like I I see what you're saying. Like they added some things that we they haven't done in previous seasons, but I don't have that moment of oh my god, let's keep it going. I'm actually enjoying the whole process. So I don't know. It's still kinetic. So maybe they change people. I don't know, but I'm actually enjoying it. I don't feel bored. Agreed. I'm not bored. I'm just like, when are you guys going to spend the night together? When are you going to go on your honeymoon? It's like this is, seems to be taking longer than previous seasons i don't think so not since they upped it to four or five because the weddings um before it used to be one episode all the weddings but since they upped it it's always been two episodes to get all the weddings so that now because they meet they all go on the honeymoon together at the same time so it's actually on track all right i I did enjoy this episode though but I'm still like looking for my clues. I don't the first time I watched the show, I watched the weddings and the energy was so good from the weddings. I was like, oh, these couples are gonna be great. And then I saw it like, oh, and then they went on the honeymoons and things were pretty good. And then they came home and that's when things started to fall apart. So now I don't even trust what I see. I'm like, oh, a good wedding, who cares? You're gonna, you know, that doesn't that's not a good indicator of how this is gonna go. So I, mean- I think that's why I'm in such a rush. Like, can we get to the good part? Yeah, it's true to life. That's why it's called a honeymoon. <laughs> it's called a wedding. You see all the people in their wedding videos, and then when you watch um, Dateline, they were so happy. Look at that cake, and then he stopped her at night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but I get what you're saying. But it's so funny. Like, I look forward to the part of getting to know them, but at the same time, I feel sad about it. Like, I like when, you know, they like each other at the wedding. I caught myself cheesing a time or two. And then they see the previews and you see what's coming up. And you're like, oh, please just work. (laughs) Why can't you continue to present your best self? (laughs) (laughs) It's not human nature. Your true self always shines through eventually. (laughs) Definitely. So I watched Unfiltered this week. And it was actually really good. It might be one of the best Unfiltered I've ever watched in terms of Wow, like interesting, useful information. So a lot, they talked a lot. There was a lot of words, but here are the things that were important. It was Olivia Miles and Amani, just with um, your best friend, Jamie Otis. Mm. There was no expert on this time. Um, 
I would, these are the things I found interesting. Miles stood up there for 45 minutes waiting for Karen. Oh my God. I know full well that's production. And it was actually made evident as we watched this episode tonight. And they've done this in previous years. They just, they have people wait for no reason. I know they do. <laughs> to ramp up the anxiety. Miles also uh, hoped that, I hope you, oh, you have a cat becomes a gif or a meme. He <laughs> thought that was hilarious. I did too. I was like, you're right. That should be a meme. <laughs> um, an answer to one of your questions from last week. Um, it was Amani's idea to include the jumping the broom in the wedding. It's a big deal in her family. Okay. Uh, Olivia was forced to watch that bachelor party scene. Oh. Um, honestly, I just like Olivia so much. Um, her reaction was real interesting. She like laughed. And then she, at one point she was like, reel it back in as if like, don't say what you want to say, you know, say what you've been told to say. <laughs> That's that, that was a sense I got. Um, she, I, it also provided some insight Clearly, they have this unfiltered was filmed before the show aired because she had not seen it before, um, and she said it looks worse than than what it was described as because she had heard about it. Okay. Both Miles and Woody told their spouses about it, um, and even Amani also said she called it disgusting, and then she was like, "Yeah, that looks worse than even what Woody told me." <laughs> And Miles said Karen is laid back and easygoing and likes to have a good time. And I was like, that must be some other Karen that we haven't met yet. Maybe later on in the season, we'll meet this girl that you're talking about. Because I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, (laughs) I get it. It's not far-fetched. And my frustration with her is we have to watch that process of her getting comfortable. She seems like one of those people who has to be super comfortable. Then she can let loose. My point is we have eight weeks. We don't have time for that. But I can I can see that because she didn't loosen up a little this episode. I think definitely, even though we didn't see them for much time, I I agreed. So yeah, that was unfiltered. The good parts unfiltered is such a strange phenomenon to me. Well, I don't know. Um, not this season. I don't know when they film it. If it's after decision day or if it's before. But either way, you're acting and you have to choose your words so carefully. I always wonder how many takes do they do with someone saying nope you can't say that nope you can't say that and then it's like if you already hate somebody and you have to just relive moments and things it's just a strange i don't know it's a strange show i assume they owe a lot to editing i assume that if they have to sit there for like two hours or something and tape unfiltered and then they can just chop out all the parts where they don't want us to get a hint of what's to come but Thank you for doing the Lord's work because I'm not <laughs> going to watch that. And on my part, I watch Couples Cam. Um, for those who don't know, it's the spinoff, you know, creative way during quarantine where Married at First Sight is so proud of the nine couples that they've had in the last 10 years that are still together. And they create a show, give them a camera, and we just follow their lives and they fake meet up every week. And- <laughs> they fake meet up every week. We see what their lives were. And my one takeaway was just reiterating why I'm just not a fan of Jamie. Seeing their segment always reminds me of watching their show, which I watched mainly because of Jason and Courtney. And Jamie and Doug were just there and I had to watch them. Jamie has chaotic energy. She's just always ramped up about something. Everything is a big deal. Giving, you know, Doug and Doug is such a laid back guy. And what happened? So she just had a baby. The house is kind of chaotic, which is understandable. You know, no big deal. And Doug is trying to do his best. And their first daughter is a toddler. So she's going through like her terrible twos or threes. I'm not quite, I don't quite remember. And he's talking about how she's not eating. He tried to feed her all day and the food is everywhere. He's like, he doesn't quite get to eat. But like Jamie is the only one that's well fed. Um, during this process and can you believe it jamie was offended she was like i'm offended by that offended by what it's like girlfriend you are breastfeeding you should be eating yeah if you don't eat the baby doesn't eat like why be offended by that you can tell listen doug is just over it it's how many years now doug is just well yeah well everything's offensive so 
And she's like, well, excuse me if I'm breastfeeding. Excuse me if I have to eat, girl. He did not go. He didn't even mean anything like that. He just meant it's stressful and you're the only one. Oh, Jamie. But yeah. And and when Couples Cam is being filmed, I believe she's like four days postpartum. Yeah. You are not yourself. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a, I'm trying to give her a little bit of grace. Mm. But I'm also like, but then why... I would, her, to do this. I would give her grace if this is not exactly what she would do. <laughs> That's not what she didn't do. The entire marriage, the entire first year spinoff, both seasons. She's just stressful. I don't know. But yeah. But yeah, that was my update. Like, glad to see all the other couples are doing well. Bobby and Danielle are expecting their second child. I don't know if I mentioned fun facts that, um, oh, this might be, it's not TMI. But her OBGYN during the show when she found out she was pregnant was my OBGYN back when I lived in Dallas. I just I did not know that. I looked up and I was like, wait, she got married. Her name was Dr. Licker, which always used to give everyone a laugh. But she got married and it became, I can't remember what the new name is, but I looked up. I was like, I know this lady. She's blonde. She's young. And then I looked at her. I was like, oh, yeah. Which didn't make sense because for anyone familiar with the Dallas-Fort Worth territory, they live in Fort Worth. But she's in Frisco Plano. And I'm like, how are they making that hike? Was this just for TV or is this actually her OBGYN? But this time, her OBGYN is in Fort Worth, which makes more sense. But yeah. (laughs) Got it. Got it. I assume, I don't know. I just, I can, trying to figure out the machinations of reality TV compared to like what's real and what's not is so difficult. I'm like, maybe that's the one doctor in the area who would agree to film with them. Maybe you just don't know. But I, it's nice that you have a connection. I'm still like, I'm still looking for my like who I know. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because I think I mentioned earlier that it's Marta Facade is always is cute to me also because they filmed in all the cities that I've lived in, so it's been fun just looking and looking for areas that I know. They haven't done Houston yet, so <laughs> still waiting. <laughs> The, although you think I actually think Houston would be a good candidate, but okay. yeah, they'll get they'll get to all the major American cities. But it looks like they're going back to Atlanta, according to their casting. So and they've already done Atlanta, so that's that's something that's interesting. Yeah, I tweeted one time that I just had a feeling the next stop will be L.A., and someone responded to me that it's going to be Atlanta, and it looks like they choose their cities based on their oh god um divorce laws. Like, like, so that if they don't stay together, so it's easier to separate or whatever it is, which made sense to me, but I didn't look into it to see how factual that is. But so, so part of the deal, part of the deal with, with a couple that got divorced in season nine is, and I've heard this before, in North Carolina, you have to be, they were in Charlotte. So you have to be legally separated for like a year before you can get a divorce. And then with the Texas weddings, you can't get a Texas marriage license as quickly. So all of the Dallas weddings actually took place in, I want to say, Oklahoma. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if divorce laws were part of their considerations going forward, because it seems like it's been quite the hassle for a certain couple in season nine. That is interesting. I did not know that, that the weddings were in Oklahoma. Yeah. We pick up where we left off with Amelia walking down the aisle and whispering <laughs> to her mom, I know him. And Bennett telling, no, I think the the officiant was like, Amelia and Bennett meet each other for the first time. And he's like, oh, it's not the first time. So, <laughs> I still think Bennett is cute. I don't care what anybody says. It was It was cemented for me this season. I mean, this episode that I do think he is cute. And Amelia- he was upgraded to not attractive, in my opinion. That's all he got this week, was not attractive. And then he actually probably went back down to where he started. Um, <laughs> well, due to events that we will discuss. As expected, it wasn't a big deal. Like, you know how we were speculating, did they date? Was it platonic? Was it it? They just happened to meet at a party. <laughs> and they later mentioned that, like, they both thought the other one was cute the first time they met them. Yes. Amelia, I think, more than Bennett, but yes, that was some good, positive energy to bring into this. Yep, that's just what I was hoping. It's just You always wish that it's a good first impression, regardless of if the first impression is at the altar or not. But I'm glad that you know they were intrigued by each other. That's the best way I can put it. 
Bennett said he didn't remember. It wasn't until they said Amelia that he's like, which is interesting. He remembered the name, not the face. <laughs> I think he remembered the face was like, maybe. And then the officiant said the name. And that's when he remembered where, when, how he met her. That makes sense. But yeah, the wedding goes ahead. He's not faced by the bird in her hair. And I really liked his vows. It was straight to the point, and especially when he said there's no use in emotional strategy. <laughs> I, I I thought their vows were very representative of them. I don't know if I liked them, but I thought that they were very representative of them. I like Bennett's vows. She she did hers off the wall, I think. She freestyled hers, so. You think she freestyled that poem? Oh, I mean, she didn't read it is what I meant. Oh, I thought, see, I was about to give her that memorization credit that you were giving people last week. So I was like, oh, she memorized her poem and it wasn't a bad poem. Yeah, she memorized it. So yeah, she gets credit for that, but it wasn't like, but that's why it was a little like uh, hilted, I think. It was a little stutter here and there trying to get it together or no? Am I remembering? I, I just thought it was very brave to do a memorized poem <laughs> when you're going to do something really stressful because I know I would get up there and just like not be able to remember the poem that I wrote. So I was like, oh, good job in memorizing the poem. I think she needed a minute to remember her memorization. And that's why there was that little break. And then she remembered and she finished. Yeah. But I think for me, I like Amelia and I like Bennett and I like Amelia and Bennett together. But I want to hope that she has a serious side. I mean, she's a doctor, so she has to write because I feel like all we've seen has been goofy, funny, doesn't take life too seriously. But like, who is she when it comes to the serious things that it, she has to inevitably, you know, they have to inevitably, inevitably face when they get married and make like, you know, decisions and things like that. Like, I don't, I don't feel like we've seen anything. I don't know anything about her personality except the unserious stuff, if that makes any sense. That does make a lot of sense. And that is actually a theme that sort of run through, runs throughout their wedding because I I loved their energy together. Um, uh, something else I wanted to look up or find out maybe is um, why we got the Jewish tradition of breaking the glass because I wasn't sure which one of them was Jewish. Mm. Um, by the way, looked it up. Um, there's two explanations for the Jewish tradition of breaking glass after the wedding. Uh, one is that is a reminder that despite joy, uh, Jews still mourn the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. And the other is that like it's a tradition that goes back to someone who was at his son's wedding and things were just getting a little too like fun, chaotic, whatever. And so they break glass to just kind of calm everybody down. But anyway, I love all wedding traditions. So of course I had to look that one up. But the thread that runs throughout their entire, which I actually thought was a pretty successful Married at First Sight wedding, is what you said, is that unseriousness. Because I can't think of a moment where they had like, I don't know, a genuine, emotional, vulnerable moment. And I actually think I saw that in most of the other couples, but not them. But they did have a good time together. They did. And I want to say they had the best kiss of all, best first kiss of all the couples. It was a really good kiss. They just went for it. So I'm glad they have chemistry. I'm glad it was a good experience. And then we get to the part where it's after the wedding and they talk to each other. Um, Or was this at the reception where Bennett says he's a cultural vegetarian? (laughs) I actually did not mind this long explanation. I was like, oh, (laughs) I was... I just thought, oh, okay, so you were a vegetarian, then you switch. Even the justification for eating certain seafood and not other seafood central nervous system, I don't know. For once, I wasn't annoyed by this weird shit. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't annoyed, but I just thought I would have called him a social vegetarian. You know how someone calls himself, oh, I'm a social drinker. I only drink because his explanation of a cultural vegetarian is I sometimes eat meat. So just, you know, whenever you feel like it. So the whole cultural makes it sound like you know, like if you're a Muslim and you don't eat pork or something. I mean, I know it's religious, but I'm just giving an example. It sounded like it was a culture thing, but I would have termed it if I had, if I was given the choice to coin it, I would have been like, I'm a social vegetarian. I eat meat when I want to. But he did give an explanation that from eight to 24, he was strictly vegetarian. And then he started eating mussels and then oysters. And then he started making a choice of it. So I don't know. 
But I, I don't, feel like if he had said, I'm a vegetarian who eats meat sometimes, if he had been dealing with me, then we would have started asking questions and he would have had to do that whole explanation anyway. So I was like, might as well just tell us all off the bat what exactly your meat eating philosophy is. Well, why even label yourself? Why not just say I'm someone who eats like I'm. I mean, nothing. Like I mean, what 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 are we carnivores? Those of us who eat meat or whatever. And I just eat a lot more vegetables than meat. I don't know. I, I didn't think it warranted a label, but that's fine. It's been it, so it made sense. And I know I said I liked it, and by it I mean the bridesmaids attire. I'm not gonna call it dresses. <laughs> But for the bridesmaids, they had a section. So there's this new section. Part of the things Age was talking about that was added that we haven't seen in previous seasons where the groom and the bride respectively go speak to the other party. So the bridesmaids... They, do... they did this at the wedding and you... they have done that before at brunch the next day. Or like yeah. maybe we see a scene or two of it. I was like, if you guys did this at the wedding, you guys better not do this tomorrow morning because we ain't got time for this. I think they're going to do it because the one is going to be family, but these were just the bridal party. But I was going to say, like, I like the outfits, but for the bridesmaids to commit to covering their head and their faces, even while speaking to Bennett, oh, that was something else. (laughs) The ugly dresses had ugly veils to go with them. Great. (laughs) Just wonderful. And then... Back to this like theme of unseriousness, when her friends, her bridesmaids were talking to Bennett, it's like they did not say anything useful. What national park do you identify with? Yes, that helps to have a good marriage. Where? When? How? <laughs> but Going you see- deep on her armpit hair, which honestly, like his reaction to it was kind of like, oh, okay, you've you've thought about this. I have a feeling that he thinks about everything a lot. I mean, to be fair, he didn't notice, which to me gives an answer. He's like, oh, she does? I didn't even notice. That was his first answer. And then afterwards, he was like, oh, it signifies strength and liberation and things. It's either he thinks about things or he's a good person on the fly. And I'm going with the latter because he does do theater. And you have to improvise. Could be, I guess. I thought it was funny that his mom forgot her name. That seemed to be a little bit of a theme this episode. <laughs> well, his mom. I like his mom. She's like a character. She's like, I'm sorry, dear. I'm not good at <laughs> things. <laughs> this one just married your son. Like, now would be the time to learn to be good with the names. Um, I loved how his friend said that he doesn't have God-given talent. And I was <laughs> like, he's a creative. He's got a band. He's an actor. He's a playwright. Like... I get that there's a lot of work involved in those fields, but usually some talent will help you along. But that's what they're saying. It doesn't come naturally. He doesn't have a lot of God-given talent, but he worked five times harder. So you have to work five times harder to meet the level of someone who has the God-given talent. <laughs> um. Okay. Yep. It made sense to me. I just thought it was yikes. I was like, that's not what I would tell his bride that he just met. He was like, she has. he has no talent. <laughs> do you feel like these friends are there to make their friend look good i'm starting to wonder no they're here for tv (laughs) (laughs) to be honest the producers have given them instructions just say the worst thing you can think of it does it's okay we'll make the best out of it so i enjoyed their first dance because they used that time to actually get to know each other what were they talking about favorite ice cream yeah nothing deep but at least like I think it's because they're, I think their first dance directly followed <laughs> Christina and Henry's. And I was like, look at the contrast of what these people are doing with this three, four minute time. And one is using it effectively and the other one is not. And mm-hmm. I thought that they were using their first dance effectively. What did you think of Amelia's tradition? Um, just to give a brief description, she says it's a family tradition where you kind of swing an egg at the end of a rope. It's, uh, it's tied to a stick. And she kind of flicks it around and the groom has to catch it in their mouth. I almost threw up, literally. I did too. <laughs> it was just I did gross. He caught it in his mouth and then oh. he smashed oh. Oh. egg, by the way. It's not like it's a boiled egg or anything. It's a raw egg. But I will give I give Bennett a lot of kudos. And this shows his character. If you go back to episode one during the bachelor party, when he said, This is not my usual, you know 
good time thing I'll do during a good time, but I'm here. I'll make the best out of it. He seems to be up for anything. He's not rigid and he's flexible because even when she came up with it, even when he thinks like, okay, this is strange. He took off his, his um tux and was like, okay, let's go for it. So I thought, and I think Amelia really appreciated that too. She called it an honorable act of love. And I was like, this is disgusting. I understand what you're saying about how, I feel like you're speaking highly of his character, like this flexibility, this go with the flow. I guess it's a good thing. I think it is. I think for something like this, you kind of like, you know, it's a good trait to have where you don't make a big deal out of anything in marriage, I think. So you're able to just go with the flow and you don't, you know, make everything a big deal. But it's like, you can be a good sport about the egg thing. But he's just, like, not just a good sport. He takes it to a whole nother level and, like, starts eating the raw egg. Oh. And that's, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, I don't, but again, I, I think if it wasn't Bennett, if he didn't want to do it, he didn't have to. But, you know, he wanted to. I actually look forward, because this is going to happen throughout this eight weeks. Something's going to come up and he's going to want to have no part of it. And I really look forward to seeing that. You know what? Or maybe not. Remember Dallas, Bobby and Danielle? For all season, I'm like, there has to be. They didn't have a fight the entire time. I know. Time. The entire time. And we thought, oh, this is fake and she's using. Look at them in their own rhythm. Like, they really have a rhythm. I, that's the best way to describe their marriage. <laughs> they just <laughs> go the same way. She didn't know how to say, I love you. They did everything she wanted. So, or maybe not. So, you never know. <laughs> I, see, I see what you mean. Daniel and Bobby is very interesting to me because... I don't care who they would have put in front of Bobby. He would have made it work. And I feel like there's a lot of married at first sight couples that you can say that. Like one of the partners might not have worked for everybody, but the other one put, put a cactus in front of them. They could be married to that. Shawnice. Yes. <laughs> because the fact that Shawnice said, I, till today, I don't even think Jeffy loves that girl because he's, not <laughs> he's like leaving. He's like, bye. I'm out. I'm like, is that your homie? I'm just, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no she really jeffy showed her and even when they talk about it, he's like i wasn't attracted to you she goes i know i'm like Oof. <laughs> but yeah i get I, I know what you're saying some people are just hell-bent on making it work but sometimes i look at the show and i'm like can you jeffy and sean needs to give me hope that you can actually be, kind of overcome a bad be- beginning because i feel like for the most part when things go wrong in the beginning they never go right in the end not jamie but- and doug no James, I bet there are a few. Okay, there's nine successful couples. I would say two of them had a weird beginning. Yes. The rest of them, from the word go, it seemed like it was going to be a solid thing. Maybe there were some things to be worked out. But like the wedding, the wedding was good and positive and didn't have too many weird moments. Um, Wasn't Elizabeth's wedding weird? Didn't she throw a tent? No. Something about the dad and the dad made this weird comment about... Okay. She didn't throw. T- she waited till the honeymoon to throw her first oh. tantrum. But okay. <laughs> at the wedding, they were totally clicking, vibing, smashing cake in each other's. This is Elizabeth and Jamie from Charlotte, okay. which I feel like everybody is rewatching Charlotte because it's on Netflix. I have also rewatched Charlotte with someone because it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I hope everybody's done who's listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then my least favorite part of. Married at first sight, maybe there are many others, but one of my least favorite parts is when they have this very highly curated segment where friends ask, so do you think you're going to seal the deal tonight? Are we five? I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm just like, hey, would I ask my friend that? Probably. On camera, when I know America can see it, hell to the naw. So (laughs) no, I hate that segment it's just it just never comes up naturally i think that's the thing and for them they were doing it couple after couple after couple like for everything we're discussing guys they showed each couple go through it so we're watching it in succession so at the end of the day you're just like eh. but i think bennett's was so awkward someone's like are you gonna make a child i'm like what what and i think the the actual question is hey are you attracted to your spouse and that's all that matters. It's really not about, are you guys going to have sex tonight? Mm-hmm. Which I also, you and you have a better history, I feel like, than I do. I think people who have sex on the wedding night 
are a little bit cursed. Well, the problem is some of them do and we don't know and they don't tell us because now couples have become more cagey. Years later, we found out that Jason and Courtney did have sex, but they didn't tell us. We thought that they had sex in the honeymoon. But she's like, oh, we did. We just decided we weren't going to tell the cameras. And then we've had a little bit of couples like in Miami where they were having sex. They act like they hated each other. Then something happened. And then we found out that they have been having sex, but we didn't know. So the problem is timing is now blurry where we don't know <laughs> when exactly they say we've had sex, but they don't exactly specify when they say having sex because now people want to keep things to themselves everyone is not like oh what couple was that oh they split eventually um i forget what city but they literally left the condom on the floor jacqueline and ryan from boston so um unless that we never really quite know timelines anymore and they start being coy about it like oh we sealed the deal but we don't know what's honest or not if that makes any sense so i don't know usually I get really annoyed when people sign up for a reality TV show and then say, I don't want anybody to see anything. In this case, though, I actually think this is a great idea. As long as it's not being used to, like, obscure what is actually going on. Yeah. Then you don't need to tell us when and where you're having sex. And you know they ask them all the time because for those that are not in previous seasons, all we hear is the guy 500 times saying, I mean, I would love to smash, but no. Uh, did I say smash? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do say that, though. They do, but like, I would love to have sex with my wife, but not yet. Oh, I would. Uh, we just slept. Oh, I would. And because you and you can tell, like, they're asking this question over and over. Honestly, this is a very stressful thing. I really should not be hard on these people because it's a stressful thing already. But to have it documented every inch of the way and being asked all the time has to be annoying. And does it contribute to the healthiness of a relationship to be constantly asked? Because then you start to feel pressure. Yeah. Especially now that they meet each other and then you find out, oh, we're having sex. Oh, we're having sex. And you're like, oh. And you can tell like last year, right? Katie's reactions were based on the answers she got from other couples. And Jessica's like, oh, we're doing great. And she's just spazzes. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's interesting. Yeah, sex is like a super important part of a marriage. But you cannot, there have been so many couples that had like great sexual chemistry who could not go five minutes mm-hmm. into the distance. So it just doesn't, that's why I'm okay with not knowing because it doesn't mean very much unless it's like indicative of how the rest of your relationship is going, which is usually reflective. Like you don't need to just know about the sex to know how the marriage is going. Yeah, because season one, Monet and Vaughn, they hated each other, hated each other like visibly. But the sex was the only thing that was fine. All they did was just hate sex. The entire season. <laughs> By the end of it, they couldn't stand each other. But hey. So yes, it's, it's your point. It's not. And I think um, Bennett agrees with us. Because he's like, honestly, all I want to do is smooch a little and talk and sleep. So It must be a really long day. But anyway, um, it, yeah, it just seems like a really long day. Like, I feel like they get married at like noon. And then they have to do interviews and party and interviews and meetings and interviews and like it just it must be like a solid 10 hour day of shooting even without shooting even in regular most people on their wedding day don't have sex well yes unless they did not have sex until their wedding day and then they do even then to be honest (laughs) and i assume we're, we're both like basing this off of people we know which is you know not a representative sample of all people but you're right. Most people don't have sex on their wedding night, but I, I do think been taking. There's been polls out there. Most people don't. So, all right. Yeah. Do you have anything else on them? Uh, no. Okay. Oh wait, I do have one more thing. Mm-hmm. Her niece is named Clover, of course. Continue. I didn't mention that it was so cute when she ran up and was like, "Uncle Ben." I, I was like, that's not who I usually envision when I hear Uncle Ben, but I guess <laughs> <laughs> But I thought it was cute that he just it was very I think they had great chemistry. It was a great wedding. I think the families meshed together, the friends meshed together, and it was just they made me smile. It was just nice. It's nice to watch something nice on TV, I guess. I guess. There's a lot of well, dreariness going around. Agreed. Speaking of dreariness, now that we good segue. Into Christmas. Great segue. 
I was actually upset with you as I was watching them. I was like, she is the one who said it. I look at him and I think of death. And that was a theme just running through. I don't know if that... That's not what you said, is it? What did you actually say? No, I just said no. I was I quoted um, Joey on Friends where he said, "When Ross says hi, this guy says hi, and I want to kill myself." I was I like, feel so deflated. <laughs> I was just so apropos of everything that we watched. I mean, let's just start from the top. First off, let's talk about Christina because she was there too. The first thing she- I wrote was Christina just gives me bad vibes, just bad vibes. I don't have that yet. I'm still giving her the benefit of the doubt because I thought it was interesting. Like before the wedding, she was not... production will turn on you at any moment. That's what we learned from Brandon last year. If you are rude to production, they will break that fourth wall and put it in the show. So she was stressed. They were doing that stupid, like let's keep you waiting for no reason to stress you out even more. And she got snippy with production. And that's kind of what we saw, but that was completely different from who we saw. Like, afterwards so i was like hmm maybe and then from the way he was acting you know i'm skipping way ahead here but i know i'm like we've skipped the whole and we're always starting from the top <laughs> but it's it's like it's a part of a theme so i'm like now we're gonna spend this season calling this girl a stage five clinger because she's paired with this person who is like a brick wall now we can go back to pre-wedding stuff but i did think wow you don't really you're not she didn't come off well pre-wedding I will say that. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know if you remember. I said my vibe for her and the thing that may make them work is that shared darkness, whatever it is. Maybe darkness is a harsh word, but that shared gloom that lurks between them, it just comes out in different ways. Henry's comes off as stale Ezekiel bread. Like there's no, it's just bland. And... (laughs) Christina's comes off as an a very overripe avocado, like just <laughs> bleh. So, <laughs> that avocado toast is not good with those two elements. So, oh my god! But <laughs> sorry, this is the best I could do, but that's all I thought of. But the two together, I thought maybe that shared they'll find that in common, but it's not. Listen, maybe there's a turnaround. But how did he come out of his dad? Henry's dad is the best. The best, the best, the best. I don't know what it says about me that someone like Henry's dad annoys me so much. I if you were to that. ask me who would I want to hang out with, I would pick Henry out of the two of them. I understand that. I don't have to deal with him personally, but on my TV, Henry's dad is the best. He looked like, he looked so jolly. He looked like Santa. He did look like Santa. But then once again, another family member gets up there and like, talks about their family member like they're trash to someone who they just married. Like, (laughs) that is not a helpful thing. Like, that to me doesn't actually say support because a supportive person would want you to succeed at this and would not start this thing by getting up there and making you sound like a mama's boy who can't afford toilet paper. So my question for myself was, okay, I'm still going back to the wedding since Aid is excited and skipping all the way to the wedding. Back before the wedding when his dad said it's not his character to do something like this i questioned myself why didn't i get mad about this but for karen i got mad i don't know why do you think so i don't know i thought about it and i could come up with nothing because i guess henry still even though it's not his character he still seems committed he's not like i don't want to do this he's just bland it's just more of a character thing than over and over and over saying, maybe I shouldn't do this, maybe I shouldn't do this, when Karen is more like, maybe I shouldn't do this all over and over again. But I found it interesting that his dad says, Henry only gets excited about politics, and then Henry chimed in, or Tom Brady. And I say, thinking, what are his politics? But I also thought about if they consider that when they pair people up, if they specifically now ask if politics is a, you know, a deal breaker. They, I would hope that they do. But I do feel, I mean, Henry was twitching. Like, did you notice that he twitched? No, I said that. But I was like, I didn't know if you noticed he had tics. But I think it's a nervous tic. It's not like he's twitching because of the event. He actually has tics. Because I put that down. I was like, he has a mild tic. Like, he just keeps shifting his shoulders and just keeps twitching. But yeah, it's just a nervous tic. Like a neurological something. I don't know. So, but... that. 
that I mean, I can see why they saved this wedding for the last wedding because it it was the one that provided the most. I don't know what word to use. Entertainment sparks, but to go just back, cringe moments. But to go back to what you said about the support, I'm thinking about it because I do think his dad does. I don't think his dad was trying to down him. I think his dad is of a different um, generation and different mindset because he was just saying. I mean, I know he joked he's not mine and that's kind of like an expensive joke, but it's because they're very vastly different. They're very, very, like the difference is so, it's so visible that you can't not talk about it. But I think what made me have that look of him being different is when he said, Harry is the sensitive type, that new kind of man. So he's, you know, th- that older generation that thinks, you know, our generation is all about that feelings and therapy and things and things that don't make any sense to him. That I understood. But then you think to yourself, okay, if Henry's sensitive as, as a person of, I guess the same generation of him, I'm like, Oh, that's a good thing. But what does that mean? I feel like sensitive is a word that's just kind of thrown around. Does that mean that he's very in touch with his feelings? I don't know. I probably used it wrong. Now that I think about it, because to be sensitive, you have to emote. Henry doesn't. So, (laughs) there. Can we talk about their ceremony? Because it was so. I don't want to say the word bad, but that was kind of what I thought. Like, okay, first off, I have noticed that a lot of the couples they don't wait for the officiant to introduce them. Like, once they get up there, they're like, "Hi, I'm. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm." They didn't do none of that. The and I mean, don't get me wrong. The the editing definitely, you know, made it seem like it was really, really awkward. But it definitely felt like it was really, really awkward. She looked like she was about to start laughing throughout the ceremony because it was so awkward. I thought at one point I was like, if this girl does a runner right now, I would not even be surprised. They did not look at each other. Then I noticed that they started a certain distance apart. And as the ceremony went on, they went further and further apart. And I was like, this is not good. To the point where when they like did their rings, they had to take like three steps towards each other. Because it was so bad. Like that was the worst ceremony. They had nice vows. Their kiss was cute. But other than that, I was like, this is really. I'm actually surprised they kissed because he had something that looked like a sore on his lip. Oh, Lord. These are the... I never noticed this. It was in the corner. I, I, yeah, I noticed his tick. I noticed his the sore and I noticed he had yellow teeth. Okay. They had very weird energy. I agree. They had very, very weird energy. It was just, I'm not surprised she went down the aisle. Like, as much as Christina is a sourpuss, she, the other thing she kept saying over and over again is, let's do this. I'm ready to be married. I'm just ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So she was going to get through this regardless of what it is. But I found it weird that before he went down the aisle, he said, I just want her to be physically, what am I expecting? I just want her to have good hair and good shoes. What? I, I cannot. Like what is like what? I still think he's the hottest. He and Miles are probably tying for the hottest of the guys. Still, I mean, because looks are looks. <laughs> he's the <sighs> look. Those so- when he said "very nice to meet you" at the end, I was like, it doesn't even sound like it was nice to meet her. Let me tell you. Can I just call? Listen, the, all this weird energy and all this that we're feeling. Harry is not attracted to her, and she's gorgeous. Sure. I think she's very, very pretty. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, she doesn't. It's she had her moments though, like when she couldn't remember his name. She has her angle, but I don't think she's like, like She doesn't stand out as gore. Maybe I'm because of her behavior, her attitude, her character. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it differently. But I, I, when he said they were talking, this is after the ceremony and they were done, and he said. I think that when she went for the kiss, because she wasn't shy about that. I'll give Christina props on that. She's like, oh, he seems like he needed encouragement. They were taking wedding photographs and she leaned in and kissed him. And he was like, I think she's definitely attracted to me. He did not say I am too. I am as well. Oh my God. At some point when they were talking, she was like, oh, so do you like what you? He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mention that he's not attracted to her. This is the long and short of why, but he's one of those nice guys. Like, how do I say that? I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. But I feel like that's all the weird energy that we're getting is that he's not attracted to her. What do you think? That's a good prediction. I I think 
I was wondering, even if he was attracted to her, based on who he is as a human, would that even change anything? I think so. It's really hard to overcome no initial attraction on the guy's side. I actually think the girls can usually, like, they will they will get there if they mm-hmm. want to. Mm-hmm. But if, a, if the guy is not like, oh my gosh, she was beautiful, like, it just doesn't really... And then, of course, they will say she was beautiful, but not say I'm attracted to her. Because those are two different things. Yeah. And she even had to ask him, like, do I look nice? Yes. None of the other guys had to be asked that question. Yeah. I'm not even sure if they are all attracted to their wives. But they're like, yeah. this chick showed up in a wedding dress. You will tell you. They know. They have social whatever to know. You need to say she looks good. Yeah. Because all he's going through his mind is, oh, my God, I'm locked in. I'm with this girl. How do I make it work? Everyone's looking because he's already like naturally awkward but let's move on to how christina is the best he's telling her about his friends and she caught him off to say oh my god i didn't wear my earrings not once (laughs) oh my god i didn't wear my earrings i had these beautiful earrings that i had to twice then she said it one more time oh mom i forgot to wear my earrings and she's like oh and i'm like oh my god christina but he wasn't telling her about his friends he was was just listing their names and pointing at them yes because she asked are those your friends that are on there and he was like yes this is trishelle that's over there this is either way it was a conversation in the middle that he that she cut him off and then she didn't come back and say oh i'm sorry it was two-sided because he wasn't listening to her either. Like when his friends came by and were telling that story and then he's like, oh, I've, they're like, you're not listening. And he's like, oh, I've already heard the story. I'm like, you just met your wife today. Mm-hmm. You you need to be hanging on to every word. What is wrong with you? <sighs> well. Did you, you are a huge fan of a certain show. So I expected you to pick up on something. I did. I'm about to mention it. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I was like, because I had the internet had to tell me, but I was like, oh, Tane will know. Yeah, I, yeah. As soon as she said Trichelle, I was like, oh, that's not a common name. And she is from New, New Orleans. But eh. And then she came over and she's like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. And she was slurring. And I was like, oh, here we go. It is Trichelle from Real World. So from those who don't know, Trichelle is from the best season of the Real World, Real World original in Vegas. And you might also know her from the challenge because she did a few. Trichelle's reputation is she's um, she's always drunk. And she's kind of a spoiled brat. In one of the challenges, she had a partner. And she literally was like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. And she left. And that partner had to go home too. To lose a chance at money just because she didn't like it. Another challenge season where she was supposed to go in into the challenge. She said, no, I don't want to do it with you. And she stood there in silence. And another person had to go in and they went home. Trishelle is a spoiled brat. So what she's doing married at first sight, they might call it editing. But from my years of experience, true to form. So, <laughs> and then the question is, how is Trishelle friends with Henry? Is she really friends with Henry, or are they doing some stunt casting here? I do think they do. They went out on one date. I read an article on that because she said that on the show that they went out on one date and there was no chem- chemistry because he was so boring. But I think it helps that she had been on the real world. Like, I mean, if he had closer friends, this was the friend that was going to make it, anyways. Yeah, and she. I mean, I didn't know who she was, so I wasn't paying any particular attention to her. I was just looking at them as a collective of Henry's friends, and my thoughts were, "Why are Henry's friends trash? Henry's friends are very trash." Well, good that. job, Henry, getting Christina away from your trash friends. Yep, that was a good and- move on his part because I did say Henry's friends are trashed and awful. He's the other girl was awful. And it's interesting because she came off really well in that first episode, like, "Oh, a really good friend that he has," and like. And then she just trash. And then, I don't know if it was Trishelle or one of the other ones, was like, we're not going to welcome with open arms. And I was like, you better since none of you were willing to marry him. Oh, that's crazy. Trishelle is married, by the way, so. But you notice they didn't include that. They made it seem like he had a bunch of, like, beautiful single friends. Friends. Hmm. Why are you single with all these beautiful single friends? And then the night went on and it's like, well, I can see why now. But how did someone that awkward have all these friends that are so outgoing? Like, something's not adding up. I I mean, the, the hopeful part of me, the positive thinking part of me is like, this situation's just too much for him. Let's get these two behind some closed doors. She actually, if there's any hope for them, it comes from her. Because she was giving it all she had. Like, she was, she even tried to, like, tell him something deeply personal so that he could say, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you, they're standing there dancing together. Oh, I don't know anything about you. Meanwhile, this is why I said, 
uh, Bennett and Amelia were telling each other things about them instead of sitting around talking about, I was like, this is going to be Jeffy and Shawnee's all over again. Well, I don't really know you. Well, I don't really know you. You're not my family. That's why I predict with Henry. Funny, but I could be wrong. Funny enough, I did put down that she was going to be the Jeffy because she said she, there were so many times she says, this is not the classic fairy tale. This is not the classic fairy tale. I was like, oh, beat us over the head with it. But then she mentioned how her own, her vision of what a good marriage looks like is from TV. And I remember Jeff D said the same thing. And I'm like, whoa, we're in for the season. We're in for it. But yeah, that was about all I have for Christina and Henry. I don't like Christina. I don't know where this is going to head to. I don't know if Henry is going to come clean about how he feels, but we'll see. I don't dislike Christina yet. Maybe I should, but I'm still willing to give her a chance. I just felt like she was handed so little to work with that she deserves a chance. That's nice. But yeah. In her corner. But I would like to repeat what I said earlier. If this continues the way that I it could go, she's going to continue to be like open, honest, vulnerable, trying to get him to get close to her. He's going to be standoffish. And then we're going to start to call her a stage five clinger. And I'm going to be like, it's not her fault. When someone doesn't give you anything, it makes you crazy. And then you turn into a stage five clinger. Zach and, and he's too much of a nice guy to do what needs to be done, which these guys in the show never do, which is be like, you know what? I don't want to be married to you. I'm quitting the show. They'll never do it. I don't know what that check is, but they never do it. <laughs> well, should we move on to another couple? Yeah, let's move on to these last three. We didn't really see much, but it was it was fine. Yes. So Amani and Woody continue to go up, up, up and then up on the trajectory. I still feel like, I don't know if he's more expressive, but I still feel like Woody is into Amani more than she is, or I don't know. I, I I go back and forth. On one minute, I'm like, oh, they're in the same wavelength. Then I think Woody is way into it, but I don't know if he's just a performer and he's just showy. Then Amani just seems like, no, I'm into my you know husband. I like him, but she also still sounds like she's holding back. So I don't know. But overall, I do like them together. I think they're fun and they're fun to watch. It's fun to watch them dance. I felt like she gelled so well with his friends. I like Woody's conversation with her dads. And I like how he was honest about, you know, not having his dad around and he appreciates he can call them anytime. So yeah. I agree with everything you said. I do think that they are on the same wavelength, but Woody is so much more expressive than even most people that there's no way that she could match him for expressiveness. Okay, that's fair enough. And can I point out that this friend, Alexis, that I spoke about last episode, who was like, I love her, I love her, was screaming for the bouquet. <laughs> and she caught the bouquet and she almost lost the limb trying to catch this bouquet. Thirsty much? <laughs> There's too much. I told you I had a point. <laughs> I the only thing I noticed about bouquet catching was how many people people had behind them. So I feel like who was it had like no one. I think Christina had like two people. Um, that was another one of those things that they haven't showed in previous seasons, and I didn't know why they were showing it to me now because I was not interested in who caught the freaking bouquet. And yeah, then their I wedding night, um, something I enjoyed is Woody had his bonnet on. Because now we've entered a phase where Black women are going on TV with their bonnets. Bonnet. And we're at phase Do-rag. two. It's a do-rack. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's something to protect your hairstyle while you sleep at night. And I enjoyed seeing Woody's. When your hair is as styled as nicely as Woody's is, you have to protect that style with your do-rag slash bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought they were cute it was just comfortable they gave each other just a little kiss and then they went to bed and then we'll discuss later on who we think you know going all the way because we we can't tell we find out we usually find out the episode after with the camcorders in their face saying good morning last night we did a thing oh god right <laughs> <is> so <laughs> predictive now <laughs> predictable but um can we move on to olivia and brett sure um this is still my surprise couple um i really warmed up to both of them particularly olivia i wasn't keen on olivia last week but i am because i got to see more of her personality i thought she was a little stiff in my first impression but i'm glad to see that i was wrong i like that they keep finding things in common um even if it's things like a cat or favorite um fast food restaurant but it was cute 
But I will say that Olivia got some cred when she was just like, I'm a huge Lil Wayne fan. I loved it. You are? (laughs) I loved it. I was like, I knew I liked this girl. First I thought it was boring. But as of last week, I was like, oh, I like Olivia. And then she bust out with, yeah, I love Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. I saw him in concert and I was like, girl, I wish I would have seen him in concert too. Like, oh. <laughs> so yeah. And I liked her line about the nice guy is gonna finish last with me. I was like, yeah. oh, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. Yes. She was like, there, and then I liked that it was nice, it was nice that she went to talk to his brothers, even though his brothers are still insane. But she didn't <laughs> seem faced by it. I would have been like, oh my God, what does this mean? What is going on? When the brother was like, they're just gross because the brother was like, oh, we were just concerned it would be someone that we've dated. And I'm looking at them three like, mm. she would have never dated any one of you. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was nice. And it's crazy how none of his brothers look alike. None of them look alike. I wondered, well, I wonder all kinds of things. Do they all have, the, well, yeah, they all have the same mother and father. But their yeah. energy, I was really surprised that Olivia and Brett's like energy together was really good yeah i agree i think brett is going to be hard to peel like because i think like his brother said he's not used to showing emotion or having anything and olivia just really wants this you know to work and i just hope he's not mean to her because yes he's turned around the last two episodes but we can't forget what we saw in the first episode and i'm hoping it was a one-off but i don't know i have to be optimistic but i want it to work for her sake to be honest me too. She seems nice. So, and our final couple was Karen and Miles. We barely saw this couple. They were just yeah thrown in. But even the barely that we saw them was good stuff. Like the yes. conversation about age, I enjoyed yeah. that. It was like, I would, and then I absolutely loved um, her conversation with his parents because his dad was just like. He was his dad was speaking of the notion of like cleaving, which is yeah. where you leave your parents and go make a family with your wife. Yeah. And he's like, You need to stop talking to your son all the time. Like he needs to stop calling you. I was like, these are the type of in-laws you want. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're not making jokes about you're stealing our baby boy. Like I I was like, Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, I like I like Miles' parents. They just have good energy. And I hope it helped to put her at ease. But I feel she was at ease because i will say we saw her smile and laugh a lot and it was nice to see her and miles laugh together once again they had really good energy they did and then she did say i'm attracted to him so i was like yay yay so we didn't talk about christina and henry and after they got back to the room because we watched four couples do that the married at first sight i mean you know how can i help you get out of your dress everybody needs help getting out of their wedding dress no one has ever put on a wedding dress that they can get in and out of by themselves yes only one couple though has like exited themselves to a bathroom (laughs) it's like what are you (laughs) and then like it wasn't like he offered it was oh so bad (laughs) yeah they were they were yeah they were awkward i oh yeah and then I have one more thing because I, I guess I'm just obsessed with all these traditions. So all of the couples did a second line. Now, the only reason I know what a second line is, is because Giselle Bryant, very helpfully in the last season of Potomac, called it that when they went to New Orleans and did this. And, you know, when you're in New Orleans, I've been a few times and you're out, you always see these people with their handkerchiefs and their parasols. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know if everybody, I had wondered, what are these people doing? Now I know. It's called a second line. Mm-hmm. Technically, the brass band and the bride and groom are part of the first line of the parade. And then all the other people following them are the second line. And usually, you would need to get a permit and go do this parade in the street. Apparently, Married at First Sight was not shelling out for permits. So everybody did it on the sidewalk where you don't need a permit. But I loved it. I love it. It's such a like, local New Orleans thing. It's on my list. I wish someone would invite me to a wedding in New Orleans so I could do a second line. That Indian wedding, quinceañera. Those are the things I want my invitations to people. (laughs) Do you know, you don't have to have a wedding for it. So I've been to New Orleans for a couple, a couple of times. It's a fun city for anyone who's contemplating where to go um, when all this clears up. But um, one of the, I've gone for work. And then one of the things on the agenda was literally just a second line. You just, they just organize it. It doesn't have to be like a specific um, thing, like a wedding. It could just be for the fun of it, which is part of New Orleans charm. 
is they just know how to have fun and you don't have to have a reason to have fun. I also went to New Orleans for work and the event and no, it ne- occurred to no one for us to do a second line. Um, I, another note about second lines, they do originate in the African-American community um, with main, I think mainly with funerals. And now it's turned into a thing that you basically do for every event. Um, but it used to be like the funeral was like the hearse. Yes. The, you know, the, the mourners, they were like, the first line, the family was the first line and then all the mourners all the people who came out for the funeral were the second line yes i have to say imani and woody killed it they looked like they were having so much fun yes even olivia and brett like i'm not going to compare like their dancing skills but it was at least fun but then christina and henry oof. <laughs> i was like do you what, uh, oof is i'm just gonna leave it at what you said oof <laughs> <laughs> bad all around so yeah Okay, so who do you who do we think are going to sleep together on their wedding night? I'm going to go with so, my prediction first, even though oh, I just asked you. Okay. None of them. Okay, that's, that's my. That's I didn't get the energy from anybody. They were going to like a. This seemed like it was even long for a married at first sight wedding. B. I just I don't think anybody's going to do it, and even if they are, they're not going to tell us. This is that's a safe answer. Um, I can see that. But there's this occurrence where you might not when you go to bed, but you could wake up in the middle of the night and you can get it on. So if that happens, or even if that doesn't happen, when the cameras are get kicked out, the two people I think would be most likely would be Olivia and Brett and Woody and Amani. I agree with you that more than likely it's no one, but if it does happen, those would be my two. Those are good predictions because they both seem like they were... Yes, those are good predictions. Yeah. So... Like we mentioned last week, every week we take our top individual of the week and a Burnt Ashes Award to the bottom couple and individual of the episode. So, Aid, who gets your bouquet this week? Eventually, I will give it to a couple. But for now, my bouquet goes to Woody and the two dads. <laughs> that and is the, great. And the bouquet is because, I, you know, this is... You could walk into the situation and just decide to like put walls up or whatever. But Woody has just met these men. He's just met their daughter. And he tells them, I am missing something in my life. And I'm happy that you are here. And he's going in with the idea that you are going to, not in a weird way or an overbearing, like you guys are going to fill in something that's missing in my life. I just, I was like, this is what people need to do in order for this to work. Yes. He has good energy. And coincidentally, my bouquet goes to Woody and Amani also. They were just fun to watch. I just caught myself smiling at different parts of it. It could be the little things. It was when they were walking to the elevator, putting his hand on the small of her back. When they were in the elevator, kissing her shoulder. It's the little things, but it's the little things that eventually matter. Because he's invested in her being comfortable. And I appreciate that about him and just his good energy there's a balance between fun he's being vulnerable and he's just being woody still not losing any part of himself too and it's just fun for us to watch and fun for us to see so yeah who has been on such an upward swing since that first episode i'm actually like feeling bad i was like you accuse this man of texting other women before this thing even started and now look at him uh still too early we're just writing episode by episode, but for now, he's on the upward trajectory. What is your burnt ashes, Tane? Oh, of course. This should be clear right now. Christina. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, I don't want to rag anymore on her. I'm sure it's hard, and I'm sure, you know, it was a tough position to be in, and she got a partner that is not the best, but Christina, just do better. I don't Coincidentally, know. Coincidentally, my burnt ashes is Henry. <laughs> <laughs> avocado toast <laughs> I'm, I feel like part of my annoyance is personal because I'm like you're so attractive like you you're really cute and then your personality was so terrible throughout this wedding you gave that poor girl nothing to work with nothing anyway yeah so do you know the other thing I thought about? I'm so sorry. I just thought about the fact that when he asked, what do you do? And she said she's a flight attendant. And I'm just thinking, if she's a flight attendant and there's a quarantine, if they are still together, does that mean they're stuck together? I mean, everybody's stuck together. So I would assume that, yes, they're stuck together. I mean, I'm such an optimist that I always hope 
all five couples work out. They go on to live happily ever after. I do hope that if they're going to be a mess, just make sure to do it, you know, loudly on the TV screen so we have something to talk about. <laughs> but I mean, there's a part of me is like, oh, if you know this could work. That's how I feel when I watch it, even when I know that I'm going to be wrong. But that's my hope. <laughs> do you have any comments on the preview? Mm, I just don't believe in previews. They'll show the worst. They'll try to convince us things are bad when they're good and things are good when they're bad. So I just like to watch my episodes. Wherever they go on their honeymoon, though, looks beautiful. And I'm glad they got to do that before we all got stuck at home. Yeah, my only comment is just, um, what? Bennett told Amelia, I love you? Uh, But I wasn't, I, like, if you were to ask me the couple that I think would stay, like, most likely to stay together at this point, it's probably Amelia and Bennett. So... I'm not surprised that they were first to just pop out with the I love yous. And I shouldn't be shocked because Elizabeth and Jamie, they were telling each other I love you. They were like, even though, I think, she, uh, what was the, the girl that was the virgin key? Oh, Iris. And Iris, they also did, but they meant it like, I'm not in love with you, but they were just practicing. I don't think Iris just and ever said I love you. Oh, okay. I could be recalling wrong, but I want to say they said okay. that. But I know Elizabeth and Jamie were always saying, oh, I yeah. love you to each other. Before the honeymoon was also, over, I think too. they were saying, I love you. Yeah. So, but I agree. Previews are a de- like, they're trying to swerve you and trying to make you think things. And then you watch it and it wasn't either that, not that big of a deal. So, but either way, I am happy. And it's unfortunate that, you know, COVID shut down. And interrupted this season because it looks like they were trying new things and whatever it is they're doing, it's working. I'm enjoying it. I'm not as annoyed as I usually would be by now. So that's a good win in my book. Really enjoying this season. I look forward to watching the show every week because I want to find out what happens to these people. Um, Which I think has been true for every season of Married at First Sight that I've watched. Maybe last year, though, it got a little rough there. But... (laughs) Last season with DC. But for the most part, yeah, I'm enjoying this season. Yeah, you're right. Last season DC, I was like, can we wrap this up? I'm just ready. <laughs> just wrap it up. Oh. This is it. Because it gets to a point where when the people are miserable, you don't want to watch no. that. Like as much as you don't want, you know, you want it to be realistic. But it's not fun to watch. Again, these are people's lives. So it's not fun to watch somebody else, you know, go through, you know, something bad. So it's just nice, you know. When the couples get along and when it's easy peasy and sweet and nice and things like that. Very so. true. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Altacall M-A-F-S. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating on the Apple Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe also. And we're available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, Apple, Spotify, all the places. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. We love you guys. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye.